something great to have Sister Jackson and some of her family here. We love her and her family very much. Her pastor is a good friend. Appreciate Brother Gifford down there in Lakeland, uh, Florida. And we are so thankful to, to count him as one of, and his wife as our friends. And uh, Brother Jackson's just some of the best there is. Brother and Sister Jackson, we appreciate them. And uh, glad when they're in this area, they come around and be with us. Amen. Praise God. James 3. Hallelujah. We are thankful for the Word of God, thankful for His many blessings. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. Thank you for your Word. Thank you for your help. Thank you, Lord, for, Lord, everything you have said and done this far, God. And, and Lord, we're asking you to just keep on working tonight. Help us. Talk to us. Deal with us, Lord, as we look into your Word. Give us ears to hear what your spirit would say to the church. We love you so much, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen. amen. Don't want to forget and say glad to have Madison with us and my friend, and he'd rather me not say that, and I thought I would just be nice, but amen. He's my friend. I'm glad he's here. Praise God. God, pray for him extra hard. James 3. I didn't say he needs it. Maybe just pray for me extra hard. James 3, verse 1. If you have it, say amen. Amen. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. You say, man, it would be nice if I could just kind of be in charge of some things. Well, you're going to be in the fishbowl, and people are going to be watching you, and they're going to be criticizing you. Amen. And one of the biggest things, somebody says... And just be patient with me. I'm not going to ramble on and keep you there. I know you're standing. Don't you hate when folks do that to you? Me too. But, hallelujah. You know something? Uh, we need to, you need to pay attention to what's being said. You need to be careful what you hear and how you hear it. But, uh, hallelujah. Be careful, praise God, when you get yourself in a place when you don't think what you say is important says, be not, don't seek to be many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. You say, why, preacher, do you take so long to explain things? It seems like you're trying to say it five different ways, and you're still not done. When you've seen people walk away from God and say it's because of the way you said it, it's going to make you just try to be clear. Amen. Amen. For in many things we offend all, but if any man offend not in word, the same as a perfect man able also to bridle the whole body. I think we talked about this a few weeks back. We're going to talk about it again tonight. Behold, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also ships, which though they be great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. God bless you. You can be seated. I don't think I'm going to be very long today. I normally am not very long, but maybe uh, even uh, more so tonight. We, uh, when we consider what influences our lives, when we consider how we receive influence, it's important. I've heard some of these that come to church and God has saved, filled with his Holy Ghost and... And uh, without anybody really 
pointing a finger at him and saying, hey, you better be careful with some things. They, they recognize that, you know, I don't really relate to some of the things I used to watch. Amen. In fact, some of the things that I, I used to be entertained with, now I don't find it so entertaining. I believe there's a very strong principle in the Word of God. The psalmist said, I will set no evil thing before, no wicked thing before my eyes. Amen. Romans 1 also talks about all these that are in these last days sinning in their sinful ways. And he says they are worthy of judgment, but not only the folks that are committing those sins, but if you find pleasure in them that are committing those sins, you're worthy of the same judgment. So if your favorite actor or your favorite celebrity is uh, committing all kind of ungodly acts and you say, oh, that's, that's not right, but you find entertainment or pleasure in that, amen, you're going to find yourself on the same, in the same judgment. It is important, I believe, to, to recognize the influence that comes through the eye gate comes in by what we see. I know I've heard a lot of folks say, that is ridiculous, Pastor. You're going overboard with that. I'm in control of this, and I don't think that bothers me at all to, to see these things that are ungodly and, uh, and, and, and against all that is holy and righteous. Well, I can, I can use one example that really shoots that down. There's a multi-billion dollar industry called advertisement. That will pay literally millions upon millions of dollars, even billions annually, to just put a product placed right into a movie, into a television show. They will pay those millions of dollars to have an actor, an actress, drink their brand of soda or liquor or wear a certain kind of thing. And and knowing that that will influence people, just that little bit of product placement. Maybe just 30 seconds during a Super Bowl. Amen. Knowing that we are willing to invest millions in that and we'll get our money back. Because when people see that, it will influence them. I'm going to pay a star big money and he's going to look so cool when he eats my, my our, our potato chips or whatever it might be. And, and they're willing to pay that money not because they're foolish, but they know the power of influence when people are watching things. So recognize this. I remember the last person a while back that rather that was that that was uh, one person rather that was coming against me and saying, no, that's not right. And when I talked to them about that, I said, how many of those actors, actresses do you think they have an agenda that is ungodly or perverse? How many of them are trying to change everything that we know and love about the family, about marriage, about the home? How many of them are trying to push their ideals in? And they said, probably a lot of them. Yeah, they're doing it, too. People that are writing those cartoons, people that are writing those the, those movies and those funny shows, and and, and they all have. Oh, I'm going to tell you, they they know what they're doing, introducing ideas, introducing their philosophies, introducing influencing a generation. Amen. With ungodly and unholy ideals. Amen. And when a preacher may just have 
uh, a family or a, a, a young person, a Sunday school teacher might have a, a child just for a short period of time to tell them about Jesus and tell them about truth and tell them about the word of God. And then they, they go home and have hours upon hours upon hours in front of a computer or a television. Amen. I'll tell you, it's a, it's a tough battle when that is still reigning in the home for sure. How do you think you're going to win? Amen. Well, we think about guiding our life. I've heard folks say here recently as well. You didn't hear me just just preach maybe real strong or against it already. But somebody sometimes we understand, you know what? I just uh, I love God. Uh, I love the purity of his presence. I love the I love the fact that he took me out of sin and has given me so much more uh, just of a life an abundant life. And some of those old songs just don't excite me like they used to. Praise the Lord. I, you know, singing about drinking and cheating and uh, just don't don't get there anymore. Amen. The cursing and the filth and the, 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 the just doesn't doesn't do a lot for me anymore. Sing, you know, uh, when I was in that lifestyle, that that just sounded so great. But now when God takes me out of that, I don't want to hear you talking about how great drugs are. I don't want you to hear. I don't want to hear talking about how loose living is so wonderful. I don't need that anymore. I don't relate to that. And sadly, there's a lot of folks in church that the, the, the Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. It talks about be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We're not trying to, to, to feed your flesh and make it so close to the world, so close to that sin. Amen. But we're different. We're changed. we got something so much better. Amen. When I think about what can influence a life and tempt and pull you into the wrong direction. We think about kind of the, the input of, of what comes in our eyes or what we listen to, what we hear. And, and certainly we could continue to preach on and on about a lot of that. But something that we don't consider, something that seems so harmless at times that we don't consider... Not just what's coming from that external in, but what's coming out of our heart and through our mouths. If we want to guide our lives into uh, better territory, to see God's blessing, to see victory like we are talking about, victory over temptation, victory over all the things that the enemy tries to snare us with, Sometimes we are so careless with our words. But yet God said in his word that you can take that little bit, that bridle that holds the bit, and pull it one way or another, and it will guide a a large horse or a, a, a helm that is connected to that ship that will be turned by the governor, turned by the captain. And that that very small helm will guide that ship in one direction or another. And he says that that tongue that you have, the words that you speak. Yeah. Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, I understand that. We teach, and I'm sure you think about that a lot, that, hey, be careful, that, that power of life and death, that, that you can discourage somebody with careless words, amen? You can 
can destroy with careless words. Like that small fire James goes on. Be careful what kind of words you use. But you can also bless. There have been things already today that somebody has said to me and, and, and here just recently through very difficult times that we're facing right now and very heavy burdens, but just a kind word or uh, it just just something that that keeps you going and helps you. Amen. It's a blessing to you. And we recognize that power that we all have. Choose to use your words wisely. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. But those that are to be used to edify, build somebody up with your words. But do you realize that if you choose to speak corrupt words, words that tear down, words that are ungodly, that it's not only a curse to others, let's say, but to yourself. That you direct your life. Say, ah, I don't believe it. That's what God said. That's what the word of God says. Just like that little helm in the ship. Just like that bridle in a horse's mouth. You begin to allow just your idle words. You know what Jesus said in Matthew 12. Oh, generation of vipers. Verse 34. How can you be an evil? Speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. But then he goes on and says, a good man out of a good treasure of the heart bringing forth good things. The evil man out of an evil treasure bringing forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak. Every idle word. What's an idle word? Careless word. A word that you don't really think it's all that important. You didn't put a lot of thought into it, but that doesn't matter. It's like throwing a match down on the carpet right there. I'm not really thinking about it. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a tiny little fire, right? But every idle word, listen to me. You say it doesn't mean anything. God says, I say it does mean something. I say it came from somewhere. For by thy words thou shalt be justified. By thy words thou shalt be condemned. So I want to take a little bit of time today and look at those, that corrupt communication. What's it mean? What's it mean to, 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 to now take our words more seriously? To consider what we're saying. Uh, say, well, I was angry. Well, the Bible says be angry, but sin not. There is not an excuse to, to, to somehow say, well, I, I was having a bad day. I don't feel well and lose control of, of, of let me say, lose responsibility right. of what you're going to say. Amen. Words matter. Amen. This Bible is how we understand God through his word and through his spirit. The word became flesh. There's power in the word. There's authority in words. A lot of good things you can do. In the, like we said, the power of life. There's things you can say and things that you can claim and things that you pray. Amen. That there's power in, in, in that word that God has given us. But the devil knows how to corrupt that. The devil knows how to deal with that. We, we think about cursing and swearing probably is one of the things that we say you know what that's that's not christian and that's not 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 godly and rightfully so the bible says that that no corrupt communication no uh the bible talks about profane babblings and say well that means a whole lot more yeah it does it really does mean a whole lot more but it doesn't mean that we ought to to have a filthy mouth i have found i'm going to give you some practical advice i have found because the bible says be not conformed to this world be transformed 
I have found in my own life, praise God, if I say, well, there's just certain words I'm not going to say because they're considered cursing. And, you know, over the years, that kind of gets broader and broader because society is so corrupt. There's things that are being said today that even the most most uh, foul folks in, when, in, in, in the good old days, back when I was young, but things that, uh, pe- things that people are saying nowadays that, that even, even folks that weren't Christian would say, ooh, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. So you can't really gauge things by current society and just try to be a couple steps ahead of them. That's never a good deal. But 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 to to seek to glorify God, to seek to to bless people. And I have found what I was going to say, getting ready to say earlier is I found if I try to substitute words for filthy words, substitute words for taking the name of the Lord in vain. I find it very easy to slip back into the wrong kind of words. You know, they called euphemisms or bywords. Somebody who just talked about sissy cursing. But sometimes you, uh, you know, you really just, uh, you're just so close. And when you're so close to wrong, so close to the fire, don't be surprised when you get burned. You know, when God renews you and puts something new in you, you know, you can come up with something so much better. And about taking the name of the Lord in vain. Praise God. We, with God is holy. God is holy. We talk to him, but we don't use God or the name of Jesus as some kind of exclamation when we're we hurt ourselves almost like a curse word. That's taking his name in vain. But we we reverence him as holy. And 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 so many again, so many different words that that kind of sort of are like God or his character. We we just God, you're you're holier than that. I, I want my words to reflect how important you are to me. You know, there's a whole lot more than just maybe four-letter words that that I feel like sometimes that we we should be very careful with. I um, I've taught it many times. I've practiced it for getting ready to be 34 years in marriage, and and we've said, you know what, uh, we're not going to in anger or even kidding around use the word divorce. Why not? Why why? Because we don't want to even. Go, you know, steer our lives that way. We're going to be careful even when we're angry not to humiliate, not to not to sin, be angry and sin not. Are there plenty of reasons to be mad with the person you love the most? And sure, you'll have reasons, but you, you, you can still be a Christian and not try to hurt, make a fool out of somebody. And the word divorce to me has just been put on the list of filthy words that that we're not going to say because we don't want to introduce that into our thoughts. Well, I didn't mean it. You shouldn't say. Don't say anything you, you don't mean. You know, the same the same sense. There may be times you're very sad. You're very discouraged. I've taught this many times. You, you're feeling under attack. You don't say you don't talk about suicide. If you're if you're feeling discouraged and depressed and you need help and you're going to reach out for help, that's different. But to just throw that word around, that's a dirty word. Don't the Bible says don't give place to the devil. That's what I'm talking about. When you introduce a word, a corrupt word, a word that has very real meaning into your life, the devil will grab a hold of that and start trying to plant it into your life. Because your words and will affect your attitude, which will affect your character. 
And if you want to live with godly character, with holiness, you're going to have to examine your words. That is the truest form, not your intentions, but what you say when you're under pressure. What do we say when you're when you're getting squeezed? Amen. It's not now all of a sudden all this ungodliness is coming out. Well, that must have been inside there somewhere. There's just things that praise the Lord. You know, it's easy now. Now, those are some pretty. I think very serious things that we need to be very careful with, but sometimes we are idle words seems so harmless. We want to be live by faith. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. So if I know that this is a walk of faith, this is a warfare of faith, I've got to be careful. You know, sometimes uh, we, we can maybe not think it's so serious and but it can become more of a second nature, kind of start to whine and complain and worry and fear. Say things that are so negative and And I think we can all kind of maybe be guilty of that at times. But we ought to be able to catch ourselves or let somebody else say, hey, wait a minute, where's your faith? Hey, wait a minute, where's, don't let that become who you are because if you continue to talk like you are defeated, like it's hopeless, like we can't make it, this is so hard, and and why is God allowing this? I, I like the way Sister Ashley was saying it the other day. I don't know if everybody really understood, but she was talking about this, having a, an attitude of why me. But she was saying, why me, God? Why am I so blessed? Why, what did I ever do to deserve such a blessed life? Amen. Why are you being so good to me? Amen. But, you know, you've got to purposely steer your attitude. A lot of folks aren't used to that. Amen. If you're mentally challenged, you're very, very young child. You, you're not going to do that very well in that. But you know what? After a while, you need to be able to grow up and be able to say, you know what? I can steer my life in the right direction. I can begin to to pray. The, uh, not, not, oh, God, why me? But, God, you've been good to me. When the devil is telling you all kind of lies, I can open up my mouth. And, you know, I think it's a good idea. Praise God. I think it's a good idea to open your mouth and pray. I, I know sometimes that, that in, in my own personal life and in pastoring other people, I'm not saying God doesn't hear your prayers when they're internalized and they're silent into yourself. But there's something powerful when you get by yourself and you've been beat up and you raise your voice above it. Amen. And start saying, God, you've been good to me. God, you are awesome. God, you saved me. God, you created me. God, you blessed me. God, you're good. Amen. Sometimes it's good for the devil to hear it, and sometimes it's good for you to hear it. Because you can encourage yourself in the Lord. Appreciate. I heard Brother Epley saying here recently, listen to him preach and talking about, the Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people. He said, it's in the Bible one place, and it's good, and it's right, and we clap our hands. But how many more places talks about lifting up your voice and shouting unto the Lord and singing unto the Can I tell you, it'll never take the place of a, of a vocalized worship and praise. And I believe in that. I believe in you just getting to somewhere and talking to God. And, and, you know, you say, well, God can hear my thoughts from afar off. Sure he can. But there's power in words. There's power in it. And you need to steer your words into something positive. You need to steer your words because you're going to become 
those words, the Bible talks about the words of some, some of them men that were given Paul a, a hard time. And he said that they eat like a canker. You're going to become something. Just your character is, is going to suffer because singing the blues and complaining and it, it'll eat you up. It'll become an attitude. You need to learn how to steer your ship away from that. Amen. If you need help, there's help available. But you need to be able to learn how to say, okay, here's what's going on. Hey, I, I, I get this. I'm not ignorant of the devil's devices. I'm going to start praising God. I'm going to start thanking God. I'm going to start counting my blessings. Amen. We, uh, we can spend so much time wasting time talking about things that are negative, thinking about things that are worse than, than they really even are after a while. If I told you, if I told you that there's somebody now, this is an example. I almost feel like I have to tell you this and recognize this. You might feel like I'm talking right to you and God is, but uh, I'm talking to everybody now. But if I told you there's somebody that's gossiping about you, they're gossiping about what what you're like in your family and on your job or how you are with your marriage or your children or you how they and you know what you would say? They don't know me. They don't know anything about me. How dare they? You know, but folks think they do know. <laughs> you know, you need to learn how to stop yourself. I, I mean, everybody, you're just so you're smart and you've had so many experiences. And you know how people are. You're wise. I get that. But you waste your time trying to figure out what other people, you know, that idea of being a busybody in other men's matters. Gossiping and it's it's corrupt communication. It's not it's wasting your time trying to figure out just. Just what's going on with somebody else's life. Pray for them. Try to be an encouragement to them. Do what you can. And beyond doing what you can, put them in God's hands. Amen. Somebody said, well, I got to Just give them to God. That's actively helping. Amen. How about all the times you spend thinking about the past and thinking about what if I had another chance to do it all over again? You don't. You don't. What you did is done. Amen. No going back. No changing it. No spending time thinking, talking about, you know, if I had another chance to do it all over again. You know what? The best thing you could do is give that to God and recognize that maybe I can help somebody else not make decisions like I did. Amen. Try to show a life that is different than what you have ever been. Amen. But sometimes I've seen people so stuck in that's, I think that's why Paul said forgetting those things that are behind. It's not that we haven't learned some things. It's not that we, we should learn and take what we have and move on with it wiser and better. Our mistakes and our victories. But what we must do is be able to take that today. Say, wow, this is how we prayed and this is how we, 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 we loved God and this is how we fought the devil. Hey, we need to learn that and do that today because the devil's still fighting. Right. Worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Talking about how bad things are getting. Yeah, I agree and I, I recognize that. But sometimes fear takes over. Words that are fearful and not full of faith. 
Can I tell you sometimes these idle words that don't have Jesus on the throne, that don't have victory in mind, that don't have faith that says fear cannot enter. Amen. I'm telling you the next thing that comes around the corner, comes down the pike, that, that is a threatening and, and advancing against who knows what. You say, I, I don't believe none of it. Neither do I. But can I tell you something? My Bible does say pestilences. My Bible does say that all these problems and troubles are coming. And can I tell you, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to sit around and say, oh, no, what if this and what about the government? We can say, you know what? What if God takes us through? What if God has a plan? Yes, he does. What if God has you for such a time as this? God's got you here to pray. God's got you here to stand. God's not going to leave us without a plan. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We got these worst case scenarios. What if this and what if that? Idle words. What if? What if they start throwing us in lion's dens? What if they start burning us? Amen. In fiery furnaces. What if? We're going to have to stand and just take one day at a time and say, God. Listen. You know, you listen to other people and you hear. Well, you hear what you hear. You hear some strong people. You hear some weak folks. You hear some people that seem like they got faith and you hear people that seem like nothing's right. Nobody's right. Nobody's going to make it. Praise God. Steer your life in the right direction. Don't you for one minute think that faith is being naive. Don't you for one minute think that faith is hiding your head in the sand. Oh, no. Faith says, I know the giants are real. I know the devil is angry. I know that we're in dark days, amen, but I know how good God is. And if God's already done us good, amen, we need to use our ability to speak, our ability to, to, to speak words and speak words of life, amen. Begin to guide our lives to the promises of God, the, the confidence of God, to be blessings, amen, to those that hear us. That somebody can say, you know what, it's not hot. it's not easy today, but God's going to help you. This day is an evil day, but God's going to see you through. The same God that brought me through is going to bring you through. Amen. And he's going to keep bringing us through no matter what. Amen. We need to listen to ourselves talk sometimes. What I was saying earlier is we hear everybody else and we hear the good and the bad, but do we listen to ourselves? Have you taken some time and recognized, hey, wait a minute, have I... Have I gotten to be that complainer, that busybody? Have I gotten to be that one so full of worry? Have I got, have I become that one who is not just saying words now of regret and failure and all the things I would do differently, but now I find myself being that person and living in that. Have I spent so much time talking about all the bad things that might happen and could happen that I have become someone with that does not speak faith and confidence in God, you become what you're speaking. Your character, the direction of your life is based so much, not on just what you're looking at, not just what you're hearing, but the words that you're speaking. Praise God. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. Amen. On Father's Day, praise God. Did you For all the dads that ever had to say, hey, watch your mouth.
Praise God. I want to tell you, sometimes our Father in heaven is saying, Child of God, watch your mouth. Start to speak what God would have you to be. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Corrupt communication gives place to the devil. Words that are idle words. Words that you can say all you want. I, I didn't mean that. I, was, I wasn't serious about that. That does not change the fact that you are playing with, with a loaded gun when you begin to speak idle words. The old song that we sing in Sunday school. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. There's a father up above who's looking down in love. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. I'm not just preaching to you a, a legalistic idea of a list of words that should not be spoken. I'm talking to you about a principle of holiness, a principle of growing in God that says, I'm going to guide my words into something that is praiseworthy something that is edifying and blessing not just edifying others but edifying myself these good testimonies of healing victory of blessing there's power in that there's power in that for you power in that for the church so often I think it's so important that I've been able to just go back and say hey brother hey sister remember remember what you said it was right it was good remember that it's not comfortable sometimes it's not comfortable for a preacher to be able to say hey now come on no you made a stand let's stay with that let me help you go back to what you had planted a stake down and said here's a landmark here's what god said here's what god did god heard that now let's build on that. Let's get back to that. Because idle words, they matter. Oh, hallelujah. Let's find a place to pray. Let's talk to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Strength. To walk like Jesus. Oh, yes, 
fill our hearts with you.